guys. I'm Jesse Green. My husband Parker and I moved to California to start a new kind of church called Salt Churches. We're so passionate about helping people really follow Jesus and live fully alive. You know, without going to Bible college, I've learned that you can transform society by simply following Jesus, by reading the Word, and being filled with God's Spirit. This podcast is part of a new series called Reading the Bible with Jesse. That's me. (laughs) So each week we'll go through the Bible chapter by chapter, and I just want us to discover together what God is trying to say to us in just our normal, everyday lives. I believe this will change your life. This is the SALT Podcast. everyone. I hope everyone is enjoying their week and I'd love to know what was the best part of your week so far. For me, it's been just time in Palm Springs with my family. I love Palm Springs and I actually had no idea how much I would love the desert growing up on the East Coast. I I honestly never even spent time in the desert and then once we moved to California, I just fell in love with the desert, which is so, to me, random. But yeah, I'd love to know where you go to get rest, where you go to enjoy yourself, and just how your week's been. But I am so excited for Romans 3. Romans 3 is one of my favorite books in the whole Bible. And uh, I'm just really excited to get into this. And you can see on my Instagram at jessie.green, and that's Jesse with an I, not an E. I shared my notes for Romans 3, and I also put it on the website on greenhouseacademy.org because I have so many notes in in there for Romans 3 because as I was reading it, just so much was popping out. Anyway, I'm excited. Let's jump into this. We'll start to see a quick turn in Romans from our really depressing Romans 1 and 2, but it starts to get really crazy. All right, so let's get into this. Romans 3. Verse 1 says, Then what's the advantage of being a Jew? Is there any value in the ceremony of circumcision? Yes, they are great benefits. First of all, the Jews were entrusted with the whole revelation of God. That's so crazy just to think that the Jews, out of all the people on the earth, were entrusted to basically know everything about God and have a relationship with him before Jesus even came, which is just so crazy. And so we see here that God is just pointing out that all of the traditions and everything that he's asked them to do, there was a benefit, and it was the fact that they could actually truly know God. And then verse 3 says, True, some of them were unfaithful, but just because they were unfaithful, does that mean God will be unfaithful? Of course not. Even if everyone else is a liar, God is true. As the scriptures say about him, you will be proved right in what you say, and you will win your case in court. And so I just want to point out that it says just because we are unfaithful doesn't make God unfaithful. So just because people have disappointed in you in the past or have lied to you or religious leaders have hurt you, it doesn't mean that that's how God is. 
that he is faithful, that he promises things and he fulfills them, even if people have let you down in your past. And so I just love it because it points out that God can be trusted. And if God's promised you something, he will fulfill that promise. Verse five says, but some might say, and there's two big buts in (laughs) this chapter. And I always like to point that out because he's starting with our butt and then he finishes with God's butt and not B-U-T-T, but, 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 but I just think it's interesting that we have our butt and then God brings his. It's just so cool. So verse five says, but some might say our sinfulness serves a good purpose for it helps people see how righteous God is. Isn't it unfair then for him to punish us? This is merely a human point of view. Of course not. If God were not entirely fair, how would he be qualified to judge the world? But someone might still argue, how can God condemn me as a sinner if my dishonesty highlights his truthfulness and brings him more glory? And some people even slander us by claiming that we say, the more we sin, the better it is. Those who say such things deserve to be condemned. And so I just want to pause for a moment because you'll hear sometimes with this like overly grace gospel that's not the truth. That's basically like God covers everything and it doesn't matter what you do. Like God's love overcomes. And even if you choose sin and choose a life of recklessness, God's love is bigger than that. And basically this is saying like that's a load of crap and run away from teaching like that because just because God's good and because he gives us Jesus doesn't mean that we just keep living in sin. There will be judgment and it's just pretty crazy. And so I just think it's really important to not have a human point of view and just think that you can do whatever you want and God's just going to forgive you. It's unfortunate, but that's just not how it works. And so verse 9 says, Well then, should we conclude that we Jews are better than others? No, not at all. For we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. So that means there actually is a power of sin, which is really important to indicate that there is a power at work against us. Verse 10 says, As the scriptures say, Okay, this is so crazy. No one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. And I just want to stop there for a second because it's just so important to realize that without God, without Jesus, you literally cannot do good that there is not one good person on the earth without Jesus. Everyone is bad. That is just really crazy to think that we can't even seek God without him. So it says no one is seeking God. Everyone's turned away. And so I just kind of got a little revelation myself on that, where even nonprofits or organizations that seem like they're doing good, if they're not founded in the heart and revelation of Jesus, it's impossible for them to do good because there is no true good without God. So there can't be an organization that's good if it's not founded in the truth of God's goodness. 
And so I just, it really shifted things for me of where I invest my finances and my time. Verse 13 says, their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. And I just wanted to highlight this to you because it really stuck out to me that actually the fear of God is what helps produce peace. So it says they don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. And I think if you reverse it and you can see it saying that with having the fear of God, that's where you can find peace. And so I just thought that was a really interesting connection there for those that are anxious listening to this podcast is to know the fear of God. And from that comes peace. Verse 19, obviously the law applies to those to whom it was given for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. So we can't be made right with God by following rules because when you try, it just shows us how much we actually need God. For no one can be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Okay, now here's where it gets really good. Here is the second but that I was talking to you about. Verse 21, but now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. Okay, so this is how you are made right without having to keep the requirements of the law, which none of us could keep. It just shows us how sinful we truly are. It says, verse 22, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. This is so awesome. So this is for all who believe, no matter who they are, no matter what your background, this means that the gospel is accessible to every single person and that we can fill the requirements of the law by being made right in our faith in Jesus Christ. And so I think it's really cool to see that our faith actually produces righteousness. Verse 23 For everyone has sinned. We all are on the same playing field. Verse 23, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. So we are now made righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. Verse 25, For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. Okay, so how are we made right with God? Is it through the law? No. It's saying that the law points to our sinfulness. We're made right with God when we receive the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and believe that 
Jesus was the sacrifice that shed his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. So that's what we see in the Old Testament. Verse 26, for he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. And so like we were seeing earlier before, that we could not be made right with every single person on the earth will be judged. But he's saying that there is a way that we can be declared right before God, and it's when we believe in Jesus. So we're made right when we believe in Jesus and his sacrifice life, which is so crazy. So verse 27 says, can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It is based on faith. So we are made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. So this means for Christians, when you put your faith in Jesus, when you believe him and his teachings, that you are made right through the law that you have, that you will be judged by. So it's literally like we put on this garment that says that we can now be judged by the law through the blood of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice by our faith in him. So this is so crazy. Okay. And then this gets skipped all the time. So it says, so we are made right with God through faith and not obeying the law. Verse 29, after all, Is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't he also the God of the Gentiles? Of course he is. This means that he is the God of every single person on earth. Of course he is. There is only one God. This means that there, in all the other religions, there's no other gods except for one God. And he makes people right with himself only by faith whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Okay, verse 31 is very important. It says, well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. And so this means that because of faith, we don't just negate the law, but now we actually have the ability through Jesus's righteousness to fulfill the things that he's, he's called us to do and to actually live righteously. And so I just think this is so cool that every single person on the earth will be judged. So that's why we need to share the gospel because the gospel actually gives people, every single person, Muslims, Buddhists, New Age believers, it gives every single person a fair chance, a chance to be judged through Jesus Christ. And so we need to be quick in sharing the gospel that every single person has the ability to be saved, not by works, but through the sacrifice of Jesus. And so I just think this is so important. And so I just want to encourage you today 
to pray about one person maybe this week that you can share the gospel with. And this gospel is that Jesus made a sacrifice for them so that they can be in right standing with God, which changes everything for them. And so I just want to thank you for listening and make sure to share with me anything else you see in Romans 3. I'd love to hear any revelations you get from reading the scriptures and make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And I will see you next week when we check out Romans 4. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you feel inspired, encouraged, and empowered to change the world for the name of Jesus. Make sure to tune in and listen to our other podcasts and download our app, Salt Churches, found on iTunes. We hope to see you and hear from you soon. Thanks. Have a great day.